Echo's Box Podcast is not meant to be or claiming to be a good place for therapeutic advice. The host is not a licensed therapist and is not offering any services or advice related to mental health in a professional manner. The content discussed on Echo's Box is commonly highly explicit due to the real nature of expressing honest emotions. While we don't mean to offend anyone, the reality is these discussions might be triggering to many people. Out of respect for all, please do not listen if this content isn't right for you, and forgive us if you have a poor experience. Keep your brain healthy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Echo's Box. You were just listening to one of two brand new songs off of my band's two-song split. That one was called Easy Victor. Uh, it's by Lawson Lemons. That's like lemons, but with an A. You've heard some of our stuff before, um, but we've got a, a couple shows coming up that I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, one is an emo night event on October 26th, and then of course our big show that's on Black Friday, November 25th. You don't want to miss that one. So if you haven't been bopping the new tunes, especially if you're coming out to some of these shows, now's the time to do it. To get more info on like the show details and stuff, uh, follow us at Lost in Le Mans Official on Instagram or give our Spotify a follow. All the show dates will be there. Now, before we get started today, I had one other bit of news. Those of you that follow closely along with all the Echoes Box social media platforms know that my book Fundamental Magic just dropped recently within like the last two weeks, but it's out everywhere now and it's just in time for spooky season. So if you want to snag yourself a book that not only looks like a modern sacred tome, but also actually contains some of the most beneficial guidance and knowledge on how you can carve a path in life for yourself, then this nonfiction, non-horror book is the right spooky season book for you. I do want to say a quick thank you to those who pre-ordered the book. I think I had roughly 40 pre-orders and then book sales went up by another 11 since I last checked after it came out. Uh, It's been a minute, so... I don't know what the, the real number is, but that doesn't matter because remember, the book is 100% free as an ebook, and all variants of the book can be found at echoesbox.com. But for those who have purchased a hard copy, even with it being free, you have my sincerest thanks for your support. I didn't expect to sell as many copies as I have so quickly, and I truly hope it benefits every single one of you, or at least is seen as an inspiring read, whether you snag a hard copy or not. So thank you. Seriously, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that that's enough of the promo stuff. Let's let's dive into the episode. So this episode is titled Words. And that's actually more of a related theme. The heart of this message that I want to attempt to articulate is actually more about people and how we impact each other in unexpected ways. Furthermore, it's about dealing with regret whenever you're actually the bad guy, uh, which is something that just needs serious attention in my experience. Now, I had a whole scripted thing I was going to do this episode, and in my usual fashion, I'm going to stick to like half the script and then free flow the rest. But now there's a good reason for that, which I'll address in context with the theme once we get there. Um, But we're going to start kind of heavy. So recently, a dear friend of mine passed away, and during his funeral, the pastor said something very interesting about this friend. He pointed out that he had an affinity for words. But not just in terms of vocabulary, but rather this idea that saying the exact right words at the exact right time is critical. And it was something that was very important to my friend. A few jokes were made about things that may sound really semantic, like how if you had a plate of beans with chili flavoring and you said, I have some chili. Well, my friend might correct you and say, no, 
what you have is a plate of chili flavored beans there are no beans in chili now i'm no chili aficionado so don't come for me on that one but as funny and silly of a correction as that may seem that quality of his also extended to his deepest conversations I often remember whenever he'd speak to me, if he had something important to say, sometimes he'd pause and he would say, you know, then he'd think for a minute. He had a way with pausing that kind of lets you know he was implying for you to just give him a minute because he really cared about whatever it was he was going to say next. And rarely did he speak in those times unless he truly had something worth saying. Now, I don't mean to paint this man as some kind of stoic being who only spoke with intense clarity. Not at all. He was a bit quieter than most, but he also had no problem talking shit and having fun just like anyone else in our group. But he was very careful to discern those types of conversations and who he has them with from his regular day-to-day conversations with other people. Um, So as fun of a guy as he was, he was very careful with what he said, where he said, and how he said it. Words. They were very important to him. And it's a skill to this day that I'm still working on. And with as much resolve as I have, it's a hard thing to achieve consistently. And I really admire his skill set in that. It's just his mind works so beautifully that way. But this idea that words, words truly matter, that idea stuck with me. And it's something I didn't realize I needed to hear so very, very soon. Now, here's where all the scripted stuff for this episode ends. And the reason for that is... Well, exactly what we just talked about, words. Previously, I had really wanted to talk about some stuff that had happened to me in these last few weeks. Some of it was related to my therapy. Some of it was related to past relationships and conversations. Some of it was related to the death of my friend. Um, And it just had me do a lot of reflecting. But I realized when I went to sit down and record the episode, I was in a vulnerable state. And in the context of recording a podcast, especially this podcast, Being in a vulnerable state can actually be a pretty good thing. It can lead to some very raw and real conversations uh, that have to do with different shared experiences, which is the whole point, right? Uh, But not this one. I I had to really sit down and think, and after giving myself some time to pause rather than just sitting down and recording the episode right away, I gave myself pretty much like a week and a half um, to work through it by myself and through therapy. And what I realized is that I was drifting away from the goal of the episode because if I were just going to talk about the shared experience and and that was going to be the focal point, yeah, the, the point may come across, but really it's just going to be me seething over this pain for 30 minutes to an hour, however long this episode lasts, and that's not worth anyone's time. Uh, the shared experience boiled down to receiving a letter that said, fuck you, I hate you. If you've ever gotten a letter that says, fuck you, I hate you, this is what that's about. And it's in these moments where I receive something like that, where I begin to really go inward and reflect. And what's dangerous about that is the self-spiral that you go into. You try to figure out what is wrong with you. You know, you have to go in and be like, oh, well, they said this, this, and this. You know, what about this is true? What about this is false? I thought I resolved this. I thought this wasn't an issue. You're just spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. At least that's how it works for me. And it dives down into my deepest anxieties and insecurities. And it doesn't matter if I've worked on this stuff for years and healed and I'm a completely different person, whatever have you. Um, When somebody dredges back up from the deep, your shadow, and tries to shove it back in your face, it takes you a minute to realize, hey, I healed that. 
or maybe if it's not like bringing up a past version of yourself, maybe it's just them hurling insults at you, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, you can say, Hey, I killed that person that you're mad at. Like that, that doesn't exist anymore or whatever. However it is that you handled the situation, that's what you should be able to tell yourself. And you, what you'll realize is you'll be kind of frustrated. It'll feel unfair. It's like, why is this being dredged up now? And while that's true, you may have moved on, you may have grown, you may have healed, you may have even uh, righted your wrongs or whatever kind of way you want to see it. That still may be true, but that other person's still hurting and their pain is also valid. And it's frustrating when you can see both sides of that because you want to let yourself have your healing, but you also are like, damn, I really fucked up and hurt this person in some ways. You know, and in my, my personal experience, when it comes to really hating someone, which I haven't, I don't think I've ever truly seethingly loathed someone. And, and it's been a long time since I have. I've definitely not liked people. There are certainly people right now in my life that I don't particularly care to be around, but I don't hate anybody now, but I also have a different perspective that I didn't have when I did hate people a lot stronger. And also when you go through traumatic experiences, I'm not saying I'm incapable of hating someone. Somebody came in and... I don't know, did something terrible, like killed my dog. Oh man, would I ever be seething? I am just a human being. Like, yes, that would make me insane. Um, but, you know, in general capacity of of, of hating people for various reasons, it, it takes a lot. Like it takes you destroying one of the loves of my life, my, my, my animals, uh, to, to invoke something like that. It's, so I have a hard time processing how somebody else might feel especially somebody that I may have hurt or somebody that is hurting with hate and anger whether it's towards me or towards something else um, not because I don't understand it or don't empathize with it just because it's hard to see what they see because anger is often very blinding and I say this because I what I notice when people are really really upset with me and they're firing off all their insults or their accusations or whatever have you, they could be 100% right on where they're coming from, but they will start shoving shit in there that has no basis for anything at all. Some stuff is just completely false. Some stuff is warped by the misunderstanding of the, the hatred that they're going through, and it makes things muddy. And in the past, what that's made me want to do is flip the script which is actually a really toxic fucking thing to do. And I'm glad I don't do that anymore. But I would see those those things happen. I'd be like, hey, you say you're mad at me and this is why you're mad at me, but you're saying all these things. I'm the victim now. You know, quit, quit dunking on me for X, Y, and Z thing. That doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? You say you're mad about this, but then you call me a, a stinky smelly head and that has nothing to do with this. Uh, it's just silly. And so that would be my rebuttal. And it would make them feel sorry for being so mean to me, or it would make them more angry and more blind. So either way, it's not a good thing to do because if you make them sorry for you and you flip the script, oh, good for you. You just made somebody else the victim that actually needed to heal. That's such some fucked up shit to do. And if you made them more angry at you, well, guess what? You didn't accomplish your goal and now they're just even more mad and you made the situation worse. So no matter what, that is never the correct answer. And it's a super toxic trait that is super easy to fix. How do you fix it? Shut up and listen. Take the blame. Take responsibility for your actions. 
even when they're wrong, even when they're spouting shit at you, just shut up and listen. Now, of course, that's going to be frustrating when people infuse lies or misunderstanding or even just have a general overall bad foundation and whatever their anger is with you. It can be very frustrating to to just set that aside for a minute and let them be angry. It can be so frustrating because you don't want slander on your name or it makes you feel bad or, or whatever it is. But you have to remember fundamentally they're mad for a reason and it's something you did. And in this case, we were talking about a case where you are legitimately in the wrong. You legitimately fuck something up. Taking ownership of that first, validating that person's anger and being like, damn, you're right. I fucked up. And talking about what can be done from there. Sometimes they just want to lash out and that's not cool of them. It's going to hurt you. Ultimately, it hurts them too. That's just part of being human. It's unfortunate. I wish that wouldn't happen. I don't have a good answer for that, but sometimes people get really emotional and they lash out and that sucks for everybody. Uh, This isn't about lecturing people on how to handle their anger. This is about you dealing with it when you're the bad guy. Remember that. We're not talking about the other side. Um, You know, whenever that happens, it sucks, but... At the same time, if you're in a situation where they're legitimately angry and they're operating more rationally and and not just hurling insults and lashing out at you emotionally, what you can do then is kind of reach a a, a grounding point. You can say, all right, well, you're mad at me. You're releasing this anger. You're expressing this. I'm over here taking responsibility for my actions. And what I want to do next is figuring out how can I correct them. And it's not always that you can. Sometimes the answer is we correct this by I'm not your friend anymore. I'm not talking to you anymore and goodbye forever. And that's the solution and it sucks and it hurts. But in situations where somebody is angry at you, but they do want to be a part of your life or they love you or whatever have you, then the next step is, all right, well, what are the corrective actions I can take so that this doesn't happen again? And what can I do to kind of help reassure you? You know, what's the communication flow that we've got going on here to, to move forward and pull out of this anger? Now, once you're at that step, once you've validated what the actual problem is and you've sought to fix the actual problem and hopefully have fixed it, now you can go back and say, hey, now that we've worked on this, can I address those few points that bothered me? You know, these things weren't true and you kind of lashed out. Um, and I would say even be careful with that because sometimes it's not that important. Sometimes it's better to let that stuff go. It depends on how serious it is and it depends on how much it actually hurt you. If you're not capable of letting it go, then maybe it's worth bringing back up. But I would also wait to see if the other party actually recognizes that once they've cooled off from the anger and they, they think about what they've said, they think about what you said and what you've done to enact the change if they're able to self-reflect as well and say, hey, hey, I'm sorry, I said this, this, and this, that wasn't cool, I was just mad, then that that should be some good closure for you. Otherwise, if it, if it did really bother you after you've resolved the actual issues, the point where you should probably bring up those items that bothered you. Um, but I would advise that if you can let them go, do. Because what you can then do is just move forward as normal, and if it happens again, if... if anger is lashed out on you again for another reason hopefully hopefully you didn't make the same mistake twice but you know if you did cut yourself a little bit of slack you're just a person um but if that happens again and they lash out the same way now you see a more systemic problem 
of how this person handles their anger and that's a whole other conversation to have but you can at least have some reprieve there that oh man okay this isn't me this is just when this particular person's angry and this is how they operate and it sucks but at least i know that now right you can still then keep focusing on okay what things actually made me the bad person here that i can correct and i can focus on those because those are the things within your control and that that is ultimately I, i think the best way to handle that kind of stuff and i'm speaking from my own experience here because in in the last couple years whenever somebody has been upset with me that's often how i've dealt with it but i've noticed it's really easy for me to deal with anger with new people because the foundation set aren't super deep so here's where things get complicated when you're talking to somebody and they're mad at you for some reason doesn't matter what it is could be big or small um the person you're talking to that's angry at you matters a lot. People matter. Oh my gosh, that's a grandiose idea. Yeah, the, the context you're in is completely determined by whoever is involved in the situation. So if it's somebody that you just met and you've been hanging out for like a week or two and you guys are, are best friends and I don't know, you accidentally break their most treasured candlestick. This, I don't know who else keeps candlesticks around the house but besides me, but uh, you break their most treasured candlestick and they're real upset with you and maybe you did it while you were being careless. You were maybe moving stuff around and you knocked something over. You weren't paying attention. It's an accident, but you you could have been more careful. The, those are the That's the kind of responsibility introspection you need to take here. And they're real mad at you and you're like, oh man, I'm actually sorry. I, I, you know, what can I do? Can I replace it? Can I help you repair it? You know, all this kind of stuff. If they are like lashing out at you in full extremities, then you can take a second to realize that, hey, this person doesn't actually like know me. They don't know my heart. They don't know where I'm coming from on this. So let me just let them speak. And it doesn't really have to impact me that much. Because for all you know, they could be dealing with trauma. Some people are so traumatized by things that have happened in their life that they may think when something bad happens their first instinct is why did you do this like it's on purpose it's malicious somebody's after them and in fairness if something was ruined that was important enough and valid enough for them to be that upset over then it doesn't really matter if that was their headspace or not um even if it's a total accident you know that that anger is still completely valid and so you being able to respond with this mindset that this isn't a person that truly knows me they don't really know the whole feeling that I have here. They don't know how genuine I am in my response and my sorrow in my, in my desire to right the wrong. So all I can really do is listen and not really let their anger hurt me because it doesn't really mean anything to me, or at least it shouldn't. Now, mind you, this is all assuming that you actually are sorry and actually do want to fix things. If you're not, and you're just responding with a bunch of fluff, that is also toxic. That's uh, actually, I think, borderline sociopathic behavior, if not spot on. So being genuine is just super, super key in all of this. Um, But what I'm really hammering home here is you controlling your responses to other people's anger and how you handle it and how you let it affect you. So if it's somebody you don't really know, I I think about it like this. Uh, Say you get in a bar fight or something and somebody's real mad at you because you said something silly about their hat and you're both drunk and they're an angry drunk and now they want to fight you and they're mad at you and they start tossing all these kind of slurs and uh, cussing you out and like just being nasty to you their words don't mean shit they're drunk at a bar and you 
antagonize them in probably just a stupid way by making a joke. I've done that before. And uh, then they get mad. And you can either get mad back or you can laugh a little bit and try to get to safety because you shouldn't really be a part of, of that scenario that's just completely uncalled for and silly and you'd get more trouble than good. And I'm certainly no hardcore pacifist or anything, but unnecessary fighting is unnecessary fighting. Then you have like the other degree, like I was talking about earlier, where you have a friend, maybe they're a brand new friend, you've only known them for a couple days or a week, and some beef happens and they get real mad at you and they lash out, but you maybe want to actually maintain the friendship. So you're apologetic and remorseful and you try to fix everything and they lash out at you in whatever anger they have and you validate that anger for them. But you also, invalidating that, shouldn't let it get to you internally. You just leave it as it is. They don't know you very well. You don't know them very well. Yes, their words are hurtful. Yes, that sucks. But you can control how you respond to it. So you can just kind of let it go. Then you have a higher degree where it's people who actually do give a shit about you and you give a shit about them. And then all of a sudden somebody hates you and it's for a legitimate reason and it fucking sucks and your heart breaks now it's really hard to separate the the words that shouldn't mean anything from the actual action that was conducted that made them angry in the first place. And that's where it gets difficult. However, even though it's difficult, the same principle of breaking down what the actual problem is still applies and letting the rest go. It's just a lot harder because now those words sting a lot more because this person does matter to you. Their opinion does matter to you. Um, so it's not easy and there's definitely different levels to it and it's definitely a two-way street and I don't want to talk too much about the anger specific side of things, but I will generalize the two-way street a little bit. So, uh, the two-way street here is your words and how you respond to somebody who's angry at you, especially when you're wrong matter a lot because the last thing they want to hear from your mouth is how you're the victim and how you're not going to do X, Y, or Z, you're not going to fix the problem where you're not validating their anger, basically. You're not validating what the actual problem is. Uh, so there's that, and you have to pay attention to how your words operate in those moments. But then the other side of that is if you're lashing out at somebody, or even if you're talking to somebody in love, in kindness, if you're talking to somebody in sadness, if you're talking to somebody in haste, doesn't matter what situation, what scenario, what emotion you're trying to express, your words are impacting them. So even if you are justified in whatever the root of your emotion is, whenever you speak to somebody else, choosing your words carefully is important. And that's why I think it's funny when we can even write down words, which takes more time, more effort. We have to think about every word that we're writing on paper. We can write down what it is we're thinking that we want to communicate to somebody in hopes that we get down a better picture and we can still mess that up because we are still driving our emotions into those words. And especially if it's still fresh on our brain, it doesn't matter if you're speaking it or writing it, you're not going to convey what it is that you want to. Not in all cases, but at least that's my experience and that's what I'm sharing with you. Um, yeah, so, so even when you write it down, you can convey the thing in a way that's not ideal. So in any capacity that you're trying to convey emotions or respond to ideas or anything for that matter, your words really do matter. And your actions, therefore, matter almost even more. But the words set up what is to be done, and your actions are the follow-through. And so that expands deeper on the idea that people have when they say, 
your actions don't match your words, that frustration that they carry with that. And it illustrates further that yes, actions do speak louder than words, but when you couple the two ideas together, there's clear tension, clear friction that occurs whenever your actions don't match your words. So let's use one example. If I say I'm gonna cook you dinner and then I don't, you're obviously gonna be pretty frustrated. Or I can say, hey, I'm definitely not cooking you dinner and then I do, and now you're very confused, possibly frustrated, and possibly even more mad. Now, I know there are scenarios where people try to be cute, where it's like, oh, well, I was going to try to do this, and then I can't, and then they turn around later and then do it by tenfold, and they're trying to surprise somebody, and it makes a whole special moment. I get that. That, that happens from time to time. The context and the communication is key, but even in those moments, you can still impact people pretty negatively, because at least from the time that you're trying to do the nice thing, in between the time that you communicated whatever it was you're communicated, depending on how you communicated it, you could send the other person into an anxiety spiral for all you know. It's very uh, delicate. And that's why the words you choose matter. Because even if your actions are the best, even if your heart is good, if you're responding to people, especially when you're in the wrong, with the wrong words, in the wrong place, at the wrong time, you're gonna cause way more harm than good. Whereas if you can just listen, if you don't have the words, if you don't have the time, if you don't have what you need to articulate exactly what it is that is the right thing in that moment, it's better to just shut up and let it go for a minute. Let the other person speak, let them do their thing. And hopefully, I hope when they're communicating, they're using the right words in the right moment at the right time to express what it is they need to you. And ultimately that's so important because it does go both ways. And I, I don't think that's something my friend talked about very much. He was just very encouraging on how he spoke and more or less led by example. But it, it speaks to say, if I were to have a conversation with him now, I would care very much about how I respond to whatever it is he says. And again, we're allowed to joke. We're allowed to have fun. We're allowed to be human. Don't be so tense about every single thing that you say and do to the point where you can't be a human being anymore. But when it's important, when it's time to discern, hey, this is joke around time, or even when you're having joke around time, maybe think every so often about what you said and how you said it to the person that you said it to. But don't get so hung up that you can't have fun just be aware enough and conscious enough of how other people may interpret what you're saying. And more importantly, if what you're saying is correct and just for whatever it is you're speaking about. And I think that's where the right time comes in, right? So the right place, the right words, the right time, however you want to order, that doesn't really matter. They all go in hand. It's like a little uh, holy triad or trinity of sorts, if you want to look at it that way. You can't really have one without the other. You can have the right words at the right place and it's not the right time to say them. You can have the right words at the right time, but maybe it's not the right place to say them. And you can have the right place and the right time, but you don't have the right words to say. Um, they all go hand in hand. And that can look like a lot of things. Like when I was saying, be a human, the right place and the right time with the right words with your friends, having fun playing a board game or playing some sports or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, yeah, the right words at the right time are silly things or things that are fun, cracking jokes, 
That's the right words at the right place at the right time. Serious conversation with your friend about their feelings. Um, probably not a good idea to start cracking jokes. Probably a good idea to buckle down and start listening and only speak when you're sure you know what to say. Take your time. Be careful with your words because they do have weight. They do have meaning. And these are all very cliche things. These are things most people know, but they bear repeating because we might know them, but hey, your actions aren't reflecting your words. We know them as a society. We know these things are true. We know they have impact because lies are a thing. There's something that is just systemically kind of ingrained to us. Like even if you don't know what a lie is by name, which most cultures do, they have some kind of word and idea, some kind of concept for it. Um, it's something that is like punishable in most cases, whether it's by your religious doctrine, by your societal doctrine, by just basic uh, human interactions if somebody's going to bring consequence to you for it uh, or even by legal implication doesn't matter what it is it's generally seen as not a cool thing to do um, and whenever your your words don't match your actions you're not necessarily lying so much as you are just making an inconsistency for yourself because even if what you said was true and then you turn around and have to do whatever it is opposite for whatever reason that's still not often super well received um and of course, it doesn't really matter which way it goes. I already gave that example. But yeah, I just want to really articulate that it's important to take responsibility for your actions. It's important to self-reflect. But it's also important to shut up and listen and be careful with the words that you use. And I hope to God that the words that I picked today were finally the right words in the right place at the right time. Because technically, this is infinite in terms of time it's a podcast there's only one place i record this so these are the words that i chose instead of what i had written down because i felt that the impact of what i wanted to communicate was better served by communicating it this way rather than droning on and on again about some bad experience that i had during the last couple of weeks so consider this me eating my own dog food in a way where I'm just pausing and listening instead and processing things and being very careful about the words I use. And I will continue to train the skill and hopefully improve it as I go as best I can because it really is important to me. And while my friend left many, many positive legacies behind, I'm glad that is a powerful legacy that resonated enough that it was spoken about in a time where I needed to hear it. So I hope when you hear this, it's at a time you needed to hear it too. So yeah, do remember to forgive yourself and be kind to yourself. Please definitely do that. That's a huge part of your growth. But also take responsibility for your actions and try to correct them wherever you're allowed to. And where you can't accept them, accept that that is something you had to go through and do your best to move along. And then once you've moved along, that is where the forgiveness and self-acceptance can come in. But you can't just run away from the problems and immediately forgive yourself. They they are worth facing. That's that's the most important thing. Is there? It's not that you have to face them. It's not punishment. It's they're worth facing for your own growth. So face them, because in that is the growth that you need. In that is how you transcend being that trash human being maybe that you are now or once were. That's the only resolution I had to anything that I've ever done. And it's the only resolution that continues to work every time I fuck something up as I go. You are just a human and it really is okay 
just make sure you recognize that the people around you, the people that you impact, they're just human too. And it's important to give them the same loving kindness and patience that you'd give yourself, especially if you've done them harm. It's, it's fair. And you know, it always harkens back to the golden rule of treat others how you want to be treated, all that kind of stuff. And I say that in that tone, not because it's dumb or that I think it's wrong. I think it's very right. It's just one of those things that, again, that bears repeating that shouldn't. But until we've all mastered that, then this is why we have the problems that we have. Obviously, I'm not a master of it. And I haven't met anybody yet that is. So let's keep working on it together. Remember, you can find all of our episodes, all of our contact, our social media, all that kind of stuff at echoesbox.com. That's also where you can find my book, Fundamental Magic. So yeah, thanks for listening. And if it's around Halloween when you're listening to this, then happy Halloween. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye.